0: Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Check out Unregimented, Mondays and Fridays, on iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise.
1: Smarter, not harder, exactly. right? Exactly.
0: Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asma core Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented.
1: Gangsters, what's up, guys? Number 114, we it's really like 113 and a half. Two
2: parts. Motherfuckers.
1: Yeah. yeah. We're just going to jump right in here to our second part of our conversation with Lucian Green. Is he the... Greaves. Is Gre- Greaves. Uh, with Lucian Greaves. It's been a long night. I got you. We're recording this post-interview, really. I'll let you behind the curtain a little bit. But uh,
3: is he the is he the head of the
1: Satanic Temple? The or co-founder the co-founder and
4: spokesperson for...
1: Uh, all right. Part two of our conversation.
3: I don't know if you saw the press surrounding the Black Mass event we were doing at Harvard uh, over a year ago now, uh, the April before last, I think it was, but uh, Cultural Studies Club at Harvard asked us if we could do some kind of presentation, but they were inviting, uh, they were doing things like a Shinto tea ceremony and, and other other practices that involve some kind of ceremonial element, and they were saying, well, what could you do some kind of ceremonial thing? And I was saying, we're not really given to rote procedure, we kind of have this anti-authoritarian philosophy. Yeah, you don't, you so don't embrace really the, uh,
2: the psychodrama but said, as much as...
3: Yeah, right, right. But I said you know, what would be interesting is if we did a reenactment of a Black Mass and we talked about it from an academic perspective as a springboard um, into talking about concepts of Satanism and that kind of propaganda that built into this notion of modern Satanism, because the Black Mass was really conceived of by Catholics as as pro- as propaganda against the enemy other. You know, it, it, it incorporated elements of the idea of the Jewish threat, because there was always this idea that Jews were spreading the plague, poisoning wells, and constantly Consecrating or desecrating the consecrated host. And then there's the witch's Sabbath, you know, and then ideas of the Black Mass came up where there's this particularly anti Catholic satanic practice. But, anyways, we were very clear in the promotional material that we were calling this a reenactment of a Black Mass and that this was academic and, and historical. And the Catholics went apeshit. The archdiocese in Boston released some statement. And as with Detroit, nobody bothered to learn what we were actually talking about. And soon this idea came out. People were insistent that we were going to use a consecrated host. Otherwise, it wasn't a black mass anyway.
1: And Uh, I kept trying
3: to explain that we don't believe in the supernatural elements. You know, uh, people who embrace the idea of a black mass now are doing so as a declaration of personal independence. It doesn't have anything to do with insulting you you necessarily or your, your religion its kind of breaking free from the uh, from the cultural programming they feel they were oppressed with, you know, that type of thing. Nobody was listening. Catholics took to the streets. They were marching. It was crazy. I mean, Harvard Square was surreal that night because it's usually such an educated area. You had street preachers out screaming, you know, you had... <laughs> Locking up the and, and really, there was like thousands of Catholics marching, some of them crying and praying as they were going along with absolutely no idea with what we were doing, but what in me the most was when they were claiming that this was no different than if some kind of Nazi rally were coming through <sighs> really and that, uh... it was that, that type of hate speech and I found that so so disgusting because I thought you know, to my mind, The shame of that is on their end. The black mass comes from their hate speech. The black mass was something they used as an idea to justify killing people and purging people that they disagreed with. And it's something we've co-opted towards affirmative ends. So for them to say that from a completely uneducated viewpoint was beyond offensive to me. And it's difficult for me to, to argue with people at that point. But I guess I'm somewhat lucky because I found that when it comes to debating on uh, news programs or whatever, and you, and you may have noticed this um, even on the Megyn Kelly piece or if you've seen any of the other televised interviews I've done, usually I'm not arguing with anybody but an interviewer. And that's because so few people will engage with me in debate live, uh, uh, you know, face-to-face across from one another. They just refuse to do it. And that happened on MSNBC with the Black Mass. They had a... a uh, a representative from the Catholic Church in New York on, but he wouldn't he wouldn't debate me. He would only do a separate segment. The uh, politician from Oklahoma wouldn't debate me either. He had to be on a separate segment with Megyn Kelly. That's just the way of it. Uh,
2: uh, whose version did you use for the Chicken for fish. the Black Mass? Uh, how how did you get together? Kind of what you were going to do so that you could uh, make it as historical as possible? Like what sort of text? Oh, did that's you a use? good question.
3: Yeah, most people don't ask that, but uh, yeah, where where does one find from?
2: a historical Black Mass? You know.
3: Well, we, we, we took the the text from Hoisman's uh, La Basse, the French novelist who, who wrote uh, who wrote a story that uh, dealt uh, in some part with Satanism and the mundane life of this writer who ends up in the, in the climax of the story, he ends up witnessing a black mass, which gives a full script for how it's carried out. You know, and we we're going to give this explanation, or at least I was going to give this academic explanation to, as to how this evolved from ideas of a witch's Sabbath where a baby's supposed to be murdered and how those ideas didn't even originate as propaganda against pagans but was actually uh, pagan propaganda against Christians the early minor Christian sects especially when you have things like the uh, the transubstantiation the, the, the eating of the flesh of Christ and the, the drinking of the blood of the wine uh, you know pagans had some idea that there were these cannibal Christians running around that they were doing these depraved acts anyways we had this whole history to go through but uh, the, the black mass as it was enacted itself was we actually had to correct the latin from the we went we went that extra mile and took the text to a latin expert who did some corrections and we had uh we had people in place who, who memorized everything and knew their roles and had a woman on the altar and everything and we actually did carry it out you'll see uh, mixed reports saying that we were shut down and you know sent away in shame or whatever but we still did the black mass we still did the black mass just off campus that night above a in a venue above a chinese restaurant you know but uh, but we we did the fucking thing anyways. That's the whole right, point. Huh. They didn't shut us down. They're not going to shut us down in Detroit either.
2: Uh, how'd it work?
3: Oh, the ground opened up beneath us. The <laughs> <stacked laughs> From above, nothing's been the same since. Right. <laughs> Outstanding. They, um, Mothers miscarried. <laughs> did, Milk went did, sour.
4: Did Satan have a forked penis? Did Satan have a fork?
2: together. I mean.
3: <laughs> <heria>. <laughs> Women started wearing pants and voting.
4: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and now look.
3: Now look. Gay marriage is legal. And it's all because of that.
4: That's fucking awesome.
3: Yeah, everyone's all for... It's,
1: it's amazing to see Little how many marijuana. people just want to champion free expression until it rubs up against what they right. actually personally yeah, believe. Right. right. And well, it's funny, I, I don't they, know, they have right you, you to have to look at some of the
3: Glenn Beck clips, you have to see Glenn Beck talk about us because he not, does thanks. monologues, so he doesn't even have the problem of people throwing curveball questions at him, and yet he still seems to lose his own argument <laughs> when he's speaking alone, <laughs> and he's talking about the satanic temple, and he's talking about how he agrees with the standards of free speech, and he. He's ever so much a constitutional purist, but God damn it, we can't have these guys doing this kind of thing because we just can't. <laughs> right and he really can't do any better than that. Doesn't
5: yeah. free speech mean it's there awesome. is no but? Right. There, there's no exception. Cor- correct.
3: Yep. Well, that, that's why you're seeing some of the conservatives' heads explode when it comes to trying to deal with the Satanic Temple. <laughs> and I think you were—you could see some of that in the Megyn Kelly interview. I was amazed at how short it was and how cautious she was, because prior to my interview, I looked up uh, her talking about the Oklahoma Monument, and she was talking about how the decision by the Oklahoma Supreme Court to have the Oklahoma Ten Commandments Monument taken down was an attack on freedom of religion. So I was expecting to go on that show and have her drag that up in front of me, and then I would be able to tell her well, you realize that that's not the argument that Oklahoma was making Oklahoma was expressly making the argument that this was not a religious monument that it had secular historical value, you know, and by that I could point out that she didn't know what she was talking about or was acting willfully ignorant or whatever
2: else. She, she took a piss she she on, on the interview instead, for sure.
3: And she said, did you notice that it, or would you agree that the plans the are historical? And, uh, and you know, I said, well, yes, so is Baphomet. And, and she really seemed to have nothing from there, amazingly enough. And I think she was actually smart enough to know how, dif- how difficult the territory was that she'd be treading mm-hmm. in. And, and even when I brought up the distinction between the state Constitution and the federal Constitution. Had I known she would have cut me off, I would have made my argument a little different because I just argued that this was an issue of the state using the state Constitution to take down the Ten Commandments, calling it illegal. And she was uh, invoking this case in Texas that allowed for Ten Commandments, uh, Ten Commandments to stand in Austin, Texas. And um, and in that case, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the Ten Commandments on federal grounds. But they were, But the context of Austin was that there are other monuments. The ruling itself really seems to reaffirm the idea that Baphomet can be placed there. So, you know, there's nothing in that ruling that would keep Baphomet out of Oklahoma. So that's not really my argument. I would have brought that up had I known she would cut me off, but I think she realized that what I wanted her to say when I was saying that it was two completely different cases because this one was state and one was federal, what I wanted her to say was that the state needed to yield to a federal um, ruling, right? Because I just want to hear a fucking Fox News anchor say that a state doesn't have the rights to decide what's proper religious expression on their grounds. Can you imagine that? You know, but I... She saw what dangerous territory this was, and that's why I was cut off so early. But that that's the way it goes when I'm arguing, you know, when I'm doing these interviews with the conservatives, I'm able to take the constitutional high ground and it really confuses them because sure way to go. I think at some points they're not even sure which way their audience wanted to hear them say it, you know? They're used to knowing exactly what their audience wants to hear. You know, I I can talk to the conservative news outlets that want to hate me, want to berate me, but I can take the constitutional high ground and they have a very difficult time arguing with it and I think that's why some of my interviews are cut so short. I mean, have
1: you evolved a new interview style where you're just like you just get in there and go like you just try to make your point you want to make real quickly because you know you're just going to be cut off at some point
3: yeah i kind of failed at that with megan kelly but (laughs) she started asking me bullshit questions like about the name lucian greaves and what i should have said was i didn't come here to talk about my name i came here to talk about the monument and then just just go you know just just run with what i want to say because i know i'll be cut off and that's what i really need to do more of i'm getting a lot better at it you know just getting the message out that i want to get out because who wants to who wants to play around with ignorant idiotic questions like what does your name mean you know that, right. that means nothing to anybody we can all take a page from sarah palin's playbook when she was uh debating joe biden when she was asked a direct question she deferred instead to what she thought the american people wanted to know about so she could go right back on script yeah
1: it, it, ag- agenda is usually pretty obvious it's I, I love what you're doing i i nobody gets that your whole your whole platform is just everybody gets an equal shot everybody should get an equal voice and, and everybody is so locked in to the name and everything that's attached with it they just they don't even listen it's reading the seven tenets and then just kind of like goes with a, a revelation i had a few months ago about with jesus christ the philosopher i'm down you know once you get into jesus christ well. the preachers when you lose me so it's it's, it's all about the philosophies i mean it's and nobody seems to realize it, and it's just sad, really. I, well,
3: I think at the core, the difference is you have us... And we really don't care about our, our numbers so much. You know, we don't care to proselytize. We care to let people know we're here. So if they feel that we're in alignment with their thinking, that we're there too, you know, they, they come to us. We don't reach out to them. We don't try to convert anybody. We think that's a futile effort. And when you're up against a group of people who feel that it's it's a matter of desperate need to assimilate to their belief system, uh, that, that's the problem we're having. That That's why, that's why there's no room for us. Right
5: and and with the with the uh the name "Satanic Temple," I think people just come into. Uh, they have a preconception that you have some ulterior motive,
2: and that they're bad, that they're evil, that they involve cruelty well, right. to even animals and
4: children. Even and if
5: he sa- if he sounds logical and what he's say he's saying it in a calm manner and he's not talking about uh,
4: Satan's bad, okay? Right, <laughs> but
5: then uh, there's but there's something behind that. You know, that's how that's right. how Satan's oh, going to oh, come oh, to you. That's oh, how he's going to trick you. He's going to sound logical.
3: Right. Right. Well, well, people argue and say that we've asked for that, you know, that we know that people view Satan as the ultimate embodiment of cruelty, and that, you know, therefore, the burden is really on us to, to call ourselves something else and not be Satanists and understand where these people are coming from. I understand to a certain degree the the well-intentioned thinking behind that but it doesn't stand up to scrutiny if you look at the history like I said when you have even in our own modern times in the 80s and 90s people going to prison some of these people were in prison for 20 up, upward to 20 years for completely fabricated allegations of satanic ritual abuse and things like that, that this notion of Satanism being preserved in the way that the Christians want to preserve it um, is counterproductive and is in itself evil and worth combating and worth uh, re-narrating. But beyond that, the idea that there is this ultimate evil in Satanism and that it could only be that only also serves to reaffirm the notion that the other side are the arbiters of what is absolute morality. And it, it,
6: it's manichaeism. It,
3: it prevents them from considering that they might be wrong about anything. You know, they—they they, some of these people never consider that they might be wrong about issues of civil rights, gay marriage, and that type of thing, because they feel that they come from a long lineage of moral superiority right. that has always been on the right side of history, when so often they've been wrong, and all of that is revisionist history.
2: But, I mean, it, it, it's, it's tough to reach uh, the average church going... Religious dude with it, you know, I think they're the ones that the ones in power rally together to do things like bomb your Facebook page saying they're going to burn a bronze statue, but like, and, and it's, it's tough. I think it makes it tough because, you know, a lot of the problems with uh, religion and atrocity, you know, only come from the power structure. So it's not like it's like the average churchgoer sees Satan and that's that's bad. And you can say, yeah, well, you religious fucks, you know, exported Nazis to Argentina you know what I mean? You guys have a, a great track record, but it's not Joe Churchgoer, you know. But he's the one that's gonna that's gonna vote, you know. And he's he might be under the right influence, the one to come stand in front of a building on a or something like that.
3: Right. Huh? Well, I I do try to do outreach to a certain degree to people like that too. Some of these people who really uh, who really latch on to the conservative right tropes, and uh, I I've tried doing that in Oklahoma where I'm I, and in Arkansas where I'm really hammering on the notion that is usually held dear by a lot of that camp, that it doesn't matter who we are, what the issue really is here is that you have a, a a power structure within their government that is trying to act as the arbiters of what is proper religious or political expression. And they might like the Ten Commandments right now, but they might not like it later on when that precedent is set to see where it goes thereafter. And I think even for the most uh, knee-jerk reaction, reactionary type over there, that, that has to give them pause. They have to realize that there's something to that. And they're really uh, generally very slow to yield that type of authority to their government and i think for a good reason I,
2: I, you guys are so the people making the laws Not so you guys are satan's fighting boomers on this issue you know the way that the way that i sort of see it like you're fighting bo- are you gaining a lot of millennial traction since uh... you to it's a traditional church
3: right. oh, oh people people even our age have a different sense of it i think uh, the undergraduates in college now i think are very uh... are not very slow to embrace it they see what we're doing and they say that's excellent you know and i get a great reception from from that younger crowd and I feel like the difference is is that they have no recollection of the satanic panic to them th- that uh, that's that shit with Oprah Winfrey and Geraldo that if they know about it at all it's pure camp. And I think you're right. We're, we're fighting the boomers. And I think we're irreparably changing people's ideas of Satanism. And I kind of think that some of the panic about what we're doing is related to exactly that. Uh, boomers are kind of seeing this, uh, this near future in which the kids just don't give a shit about the idea of Satanism. I mean, it's kind of self-defeating for us because we won't have that that shock value you know we we won't have that kind of response that's gotten us so far so fast but i i think it's worth destroying as it is you know it's not worth preserving as i've said because it does real damage in the real world to real lives so i'm happy to make ourselves irrelevant as time goes on
2: did you find that uh it added strength to your argument uh in the minds of uh a lot of more common uh opinions on this uh uh, basically when when you said that uh you weren't going to place Baphomet in Oklahoma. Uh, when if they took the Ten Commandments down so that because it had nothing to stand in in plural with uh, did you you think did you gain any traction off of that seeing a lot of people it seemed like it was being reported that you just wanted to put a statue there and it's like oh these Satan guys want their statue up but you were saying you didn't want the statue up unless it had something to stand in plurality with so
3: right right yeah and uh, that has caused for more messages from people who uh, you know people who write us and say I I'm a Christian. However, I, I, I agree with what you're doing. I understand it. I might not agree with your philosophy or religious perspective, but, but that's the way it is. I think that's got to be another horrific thing to uh, to some of the people who really want to retain the notion that nothing, can, nothing good can come of what we do when they see uh, people who actually identify as Christian coming to our support.
6: Well, do you, do you think you're, you're getting people to recognize the basic fairness of, of your issue? Because I think, take the issue of gay marriage. People turned around on the issue and started supporting gay marriage because they recognized the fundamental unfairness of excluding a group of people from marriage for really no decent reason. And so are you seeing people say, we like the fact that, the fact that you're taking a stance on fairness? If they're gonna do this, oh, yeah. we should yeah, be able no, to do it too. No, we
3: definitely are. The the message is getting through slowly but surely, and it's it's one I've hammered on. And uh you know it was funny is uh after the Supreme Court ruling, the Oklahoma Supreme Court ruling for the Ten Commandments, I did a lot of press, a lot of interviews, and so much of it you don't find online because it was radio broadcasts and in television broadcasts in Oklahoma and in Arkansas. And uh I feel like a lot of those interviews I went into with where the interviewer um, was had an intention of of arguing with me, but I stated my case in 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 those very terms of plurality and fairness, and really, really didn't didn't allow it to get te- contextualized in any way. And so, you know, I ended up with these interviews that were really quite factual it didn't really give them much to argue with and i think when it, at the end of the day there just isn't much to argue with as it is you either believe in free expression and the first amendment or you don't and at, when you start crossing a line where you start acting as arbiter where does it end and, yeah. and those are questions that people want to argue with me at on and they uh, i think they're at a loss for words for the most part you know and it this causes a lot of cognitive dissonance when they come up with anything at all
1: oh because you got them. i mean you i think everyone how in this room can agree that. you've nailed how it you, yeah right.
4: how do you argue with that like just because i don't like what you're doing i say you can't do it no that's not that's not right
3: well, that's the argument going forward in detroit right now right, but you right. you see there's a lot of press in the other way too you know there's there has been press talking about how deplorable the uh the actions are from some of the from some of the pastors in detroit but well, um i mean that, to their credit some other people have come in our defense do you, do you, I, think I, that, you know even even uh even christian figureheads do you, you know, think i can't that, can't remember who but i know there's been some quotes where you know some uh christian spokespeople have been saying that we have a right to do what it is we want to do do you
6: do you think that there might be an element to some of the pastors in detroit of getting their uh, names in the paper and on tv and building their oh yeah yeah i think
3: that's absolutely the case with that david bullock asshole (laughs) <laughs> he, he's a failed uh, mayoral candidate, I guess, <laughs> Detroit. in Detroit. I, he tried I, I saw for that at, at one point, up. And I guess, he, I guess he intends to run again, but uh, with oh. his basic uh, fundamental misunderstanding of, of uh, American liberty, I don't see how the guy can hold <laughs> the public that, office. That, if if you're running credibility.
2: for public office, that's pretty great for your campaign manager to say, we helped keep Satan out <laughs> of Detroit. He's a man who ran Satan got out of he town. Ran, <laughs> he, he ran the devil <laughs> out of town.
6: Got no idea for jobs, yeah, but ran well, Going fires, for that and now
3: he's point. known as the guy who failed to condemn any violent threats running up to our event, right. because oh. we've reached out to him directly for the past, you know, over a week now, asking him to do that, and he refuses to.
4: Have you spoke with the police at all regarding this? Like, what, how, what's their take on basically policing... I'm not sure.
3: It. That's that's really Jex's domain okay. right now. Right okay. now, I'm about a couple hours out of Detroit, so I'll be caught up on everything once I get, <laughs> yeah. get together with the Detroit chapter and start helping put everything together. But uh, hopefully we have some support on that. I know we have our own security.
2: So it it seemed like the the Oklahoma news and then the Arkansas news sort of happened like boom, boom, you know, was, uh, was Arkansas sort of shitting their pants? About this already, or are they ready for this challenge? Do they seem to have any any different take on it than Oklahoma did, or or like- no, no,
3: actually, the the bill that was uh, primarily sponsored by a senator named Jason Rapert over in uh, in uh, Arkansas it was almost identical to the one in Oklahoma, and I think in a news report he even admitted that it was it was mostly lifted from the Oklahoma Xerox bill over. But uh, what what makes it uh, what makes it appealing to go over to Arkansas next is not only the fact that um, that it's it's present right now that they just passed this bill and and the governor just signed it into law to put the Ten Commandments up at the State Capitol but honestly what makes it appealing is that this Jason Raper guy is such a stupid asshole and he makes the most idiotic statements on his social media Um, for example some some woman posted a statement on there saying that um, rights are for everybody including minorities or whatever and he replied with something to the effect of uh, we the majority grant you your rights by choice and oh,
1: you know he just makes thanks it, for uh, that yeah, it makes
3: wow it. but uh, <laughs> i don't know Jefferson if you saw any of the, the press where i was trying to challenge i was challenging him to a debate on this issue yeah, because uh, he's such fun and anytime i i issue a <laughs> statement or or a challenge against him he he, re- he responds hysterically you know he's, he's already blocked the satanic temple on twitter he uh He can't help but make comments about how the the satanic temple is out to get him and those types of things. But I uh, wrote an open letter that was published in, I think, Arkansas Times or some paper like that, where, where I was challenging him to a debate. And he changed his story several times as to why he he can't debate me. For the first, it was because I worship a liar, and why would he why would he waste his time debating somebody who worships a liar? And I, I wasn't sure what that meant, whether he felt that I would debate him with with lies or the material I was putting forward was fraudulent. But I. I responded by saying that I feel like that's the best reason to debate somebody, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you nice think I'm a liar.
4: Prove me wrong. Right. Sure. It should be
3: easy to, sure. to debate then. Right. Right. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to however it plays out. I honestly, I, I would honestly like to file a lawsuit against Oklahoma, though. I mean, on the one hand, I hope the governor isn't isn't successful in trying to rewrite the state constitution to her own benefit and that the uh, the law is put forward by their Supreme Court needs to be followed. But on the other hand, our application for Baphomet in Oklahoma was so seriously mishandled that I can't help but feel that a lawsuit against Oklahoma on Baphomet's behalf would reveal an entire <laughs> culture of of I- corruption and incompetence within the Oklahoma state government from those uh, indiscretions I feel with the Freedom of Information Act requests to the fact that they said that there was a moratorium on monuments uh, after our request because because there was this question of the legality of the Ten Commandments they said they weren't they weren't going to uh, determine on any any more monuments until this lawsuit was re- resolved but nonetheless in the interim they approved two other monuments in the time of the moratorium. And then you had these uh, these people in the legislature, like the one you would see on Megyn Kelly after me, talking about how if we actually wanted to donate our private monument and have it on the public grounds, we would actually have to have somebody in the legislature put forward a bill to put the monument on those grounds, and then we'd have to have the governor sign it into law, which is which could not be true from a legal perspective. <laughs> no, I can guarantee you that. Know, they're you saying, it's saying not. they accept. Uh, private donations of a monument and now they're saying that this can only be approved by some individual in the legislature i mean these guys have no idea the limitations of the of their of their public posts they have no business being there and i just feel like a court trial on this would be absolute comedy
6: well i i for one as a person who reads legal briefs all the time i would enjoy seeing the dark lord baphomet versus the state of oklahoma as (laughs) the header
4: i got a dying question here yeah, I mean, you could you can bypass this question if you'd like, but of course. Um where, where does the funding come from for everything? I mean, is the, is the Satanic Temple that large? Like, does it have that many members that it can support and sustain like this many legal matter, this much legal issues? And like, you know, of course, the Baphomet. I'm sure that wasn't cheap.
3: Yeah, lawyers aren't cheap, right?
5: Right, lawyers aren't <laughs> cheap. So, <laughs> do I you mean, get the tax no.
4: break? Yeah, do you get the tax break? No,
3: I mean, we, we constant we we uh, we take in donations. Originally, when we put in when we put out the idea of the Baphomet monument, we started a Indiegogo camp, and I really, we had no idea what kind of press it would get, you know, how much traction this would get. Luckily, it got a lot, so we thought... I thought that putting a a $20,000 cap on the Indiegogo campaign was was aiming high. You know, we definitely need more than 20 grand, but 20 grand would definitely get us started. Um, By the time the press was done, we we made almost 30 grand. So we were able to put 30 grand in donations toward the the Baphomet monument. And, um, you know, ultimately uh, about 100 grand was sunk into it. And a lot of that is is our own money, uh, benefactors and, and further donations. So we're always just at the, you know, we're always just at the edge of our finances, you know, so we, sure. we have to keep it rolling. We did a, another Indiegogo campaign for our legal funds for the Missouri campaigns. Unfortunately, we didn't get pro bono representation, but we do have a lawyer now who really believes in the cause. And he, he's actually coming to Detroit for the event, nice. bought a ticket, you know. So that's encouraging that he's, he's really... He you, you really supports what we're doing, but we still have to pay him. And we got about, uh, we got over 30 grand for that which people I think are surprised we're going to be surprised when it comes to legal fees how that you know that's not going to cover it no you know? right, no, especially when we money. have a, a state and federal case coming in but um, I'm trying to coordinate with more people now especially since I've been speaking at conferences uh, you know with major organizations I'm trying to network better with people who have a better idea of how to do fundraising and that kind of thing no, I mean, because you- uh, I think you would be surprised how much money I'm not pulling in I always mm-hmm. like laugh when i see these articles where people are saying that you know we're obviously in it for for the money Uh, you know they think that this this attention we've gotten has translated into something very lucrative but it it has it has i i feel like i could be doing anything right now and it would have been more lucrative it would have been more secure it would have been more safe but it's certainly not more satisfying Yeah gotta spin Mm -hmm. it into a reality
5: show Uh, well
4: i mean okay let's say i wanted Mm -hmm. to donate to the satanic temple like where is there is there a website set up or a paypal account or anything like that set up uh
3: yeah, yeah. You, you just go to our site, thesatanictemple.com, and we do have a donate icon that just goes through PayPal. And believe me, everything goes to those campaigns. But um, we also have merchandise, and everything from the merchandise sales goes into the campaigns, too. So... You know, if you want to buy some Satan swag, it's going to a good cause. <laughs> do
6: do do people generally donate anonymously, or will they? Do you find a lot of people are throwing their names right on that donation?
3: Uh, yeah, a lot of people do donate anonymously, and um, you know, some some people are happy to put their names to it. You know, I, I think that the more this goes on, the easier it is to it's going to be to be public. That's kind of a difficult balance I, I have to strike right now too. I'm I'm nervous because you know, right now we have. <laughs> cnn working on an hour-long documentary about us and uh you know they're interviewing different people some of them from the the detroit chapter and everybody has kind of reservations about going on camera and getting their face out there and while i want to encourage people to be public because it makes it easier for all of us i also worry about everybody individually so it's it's you know it's difficult now is the rough time kind of, but it's getting better as we go on all along. How do
6: you find these fights? I mean, or do they find you? Well, right
3: now, uh, there's no shortage of people messaging us and, and, you know, (laughs) saying, Satanic temple, save us. You know, (laughs) we're the the superheroes of church-state battles. And I I think we've opened up this argument to a whole new market. You know, American atheists, uh, Americans united for the separation of church and state, the ACLU, the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Um, These are organizations that are much bigger than us. They have much better funding than us. But uh, you'll find people who don't know about them, but know about us, and they'll be reaching out to us. But uh, fortunately now, I have some great contacts within all of those organizations. So if something's more appropriate for, for one of them, you know, I just send it their way. I've I've really uh, I've really managed to, to build a good good network with what we're doing. So there's a lot that I've managed to be involved in that you'll never see the Satanic Temple name on either. I think we've really we've really revived the church state fight in a new way and inspired a lot of people. and And I'm really glad that some of these people who've been long-standing advocates for these issues are, are uh, quick to embrace me as a as an important ally you know without just shitting on what we're doing because of the name or anything else
1: you find yourself looking over your shoulder a lot
3: you know i i i live in a very uh in a very liberal area and um where I live itself is very secure Mm -hmm. Um, you know I I don't really worry at home but uh, I worry when I go and do public lectures and I worry I worry about the Detroit event because you have people putting out explicit threats and it's it's much more uh, stressful to me because when I started with this you know I I felt like I was the one taking on the risk you know I was the one being the public face I'm the spokesperson we will keep it to that Mm Now that this is bleeding out into other people being recognized and that kind of thing that that stresses me out more than anything you know, but what was funny is I went to Columbus, like I said for the secular student Alliance conference recently, and uh some guy uh sat right up at the front, some big guy, and was looking. A bit suspicious you know like he thought there would be trouble or whatever but i uh, you know i can't really see when i'm speaking because the lights are always right in your face you know but i, I did my lecture and kind of forgot about it and, and just went on afterwards i find that the guy had come with a gun but um it wasn't to be used against me this guy actually came because he was concerned because he heard that i was coming and speaking without security which he thought was just fucking crazy and he was ex-paramilitary who'd come to protect me that's wow. volunteer
1: bodyguard all right that's all awesome. Awesome. Yeah.
3: yeah. Imagine how shocked I would have been if here I am with lights in my face. Somebody had taken a run towards the stage, and this guy had tackled him, and all of a sudden there's some brawl up at the front or whatever. Uh, what,
2: what's your relationship like with uh, with like the big dogs in the in the free speech or uh, anti hate speech, like the ACLU and the SPLC? And uh, and have you have you been contacted by any uh, like hate groups who misidentified you as like being what these Christian fucks say you are, like into haters? And- devil off
3: we've been pretty clear you know we've we've gotten some flack from uh some of the old school satan crowd that uh really kind of embraces the the might is right uh pro-racist aspects of the Levayan philosophy because we openly you know we openly disparage that and, and are quite quick to say that that has nothing to do with us and we have no place for that within our organization which uh you know, I thought might have might get us some death threats from neo Nazis, but that actually hasn't happened. You know, they're pussies anyways. They don't do a fucking thing. It's they're, all talk. They're, and they're cloistered and they all turn on each other. It's, it's like it's comedy. yeah, yeah. They're just dumb pieces of shit. You know, it's, there's just nothing you can do about them. Does but do- um. We we do have a, a good relationship with a lot of organizations. I, I feel like we still have a good relationship with the ACLU, even though I'm disappointed that they refused to make any comment to us at all regarding our case in Missouri. Oh, you know, pussies. it seems like some kind of fiat came on from from came down from on high, where somebody in the ACLU decided we're not touching this, we're not talking about this. But that said, the ACLU is currently representing us in a case right now in Indiana, where the uh, where some some local municipality wanted to um deny us placement in a public forum in the upcoming holiday season and we said that will not stand and the aclu is is representing us there
2: it's another nativity display or something you said holiday season yeah yeah another uh uh,
3: another display that will be in an open forum that contains a nativity
6: this is going to be out of left field but does the temple uh perform marriages
3: you know what we've been really remiss on working out our uh or what do you call them our our, our ministry our uh, wow. our ordination process because um, <laughs> right right now uh me and the other co-founder are they act- actually the only people who are officially ordained but we really need to work out the process on how we do that state by state and get all our chapter heads ordained and especially now that you have some states trying to pass through bills right. where only religious officiants are able to sign off on uh, on a legitimate marriage because they're they're afraid of they're still afraid of gay marriage. That bill Makes is all the more important that we get that a, a bill doing exactly
6: there. that is sitting in the state uh, uh, house right now. It's uh, Corser and Gomrat are have, are trying to make all marriages in Michigan religious marriages, and it's a way of right. getting around gay the gay marriage issue. Oh. Really, and so yeah. Yeah. It, it's almost I'd, like they're advertising for us. They're just making it easy right what what they don't understand is that I can go online and become an ordained minister for five bucks
2: right there there's like there's two in the room right now
6: (laughs) so exactly so I mean they're not it's really a last gasp effort to actually stop gay marriage they've failed completely at it and they're trying whatever they can at this point in time
3: oh are, are you both uh ordained through the church of the subgenius uh y- yes yeah nice
2: nice
4: yeah. i'm actually not through the subgenius i'm through the uh church U- the, of ulc L- yeah ulc yeah yeah well, I de- uh,
2: that, oh, But that's the, i that's basically how you declare strong ties
3: with the subgenius church at the very highest levels so uh do you know i mean if if there's a point person for me to contact that you can think of that you can really make the ordination process easier. I I would love to uh, consult.
2: Well, well most of the subgenius stuff you would just email stang at subgenius.com. Okay. For, for stuff I think like that. I
3: think Ivan Stang is is aware of us. Maybe I'll email him. I'm
2: I'm I'm very sure that he's aware of you guys. And I, and I, and a whole yeah. bunch of the higher ups that take care of the business of the subgenius. Yeah, every everyone's a fan, you know. Like I said, I mean, you're not this is serious stuff. I mean, obviously people that get paid to think about laws all day they they consider it very serious I don't I don't uh, I don't appreciate the idea that you're making fun of religion like I said that's my job so
3: right right exactly and I appreciate the fact that you don't appreciate that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <It's a laughs>
2: no I mean it, it's it's it, it's got to be jaw-droppingly shocking to be a, a I mean we don't you know Di- Disney helps us from thinking of Florida as the south but Florida is very much the south <laughs> yeah. so you go down there and you stay Next to Republicans wearing your your Satanic Temple T-shirts and say yeah we, we prayer in school let's go hail Satan you know it that's got that's like shocking using their their weapon against them because they're they're not used to anybody agreeing with them but being what they hate that's uh... right
6: but and that's exactly what it is it's a weapon it's a weapon that they've used for decades to enforce a Christian point of view in schools and on government property and they just don't seem to understand that you're doing exactly exactly what they did they're just offended by it they don't seem to understand that and that just is amazing to me
3: well what's 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 the worst to me is when you have people who are ostensibly on our side you know they say they understand what we're doing and they agree with our basic values but they really feel like it's just it's just plain rude for us to be satanists, and we really have no right to do this type of thing. And they insist that even though they're secularists and they agree with the, the general principles, we really don't have a right to do what we're doing because we're just trying to piss people off. And I feel like that's no different than saying that, yeah, we have these freedoms, we have this this liberty to do these things, but let's not do them, you know? well let's preserve these liberties by not doing them and not not shaking up the opposition enough to really get pissed off about it because you know who knows what they'll do then They'll take that liberty away from us if we have the audacity to exercise it. You know, and if you're going to worry about that, you've never had that liberty to begin with.
2: So, so what should somebody expect from this weekend if they buy a ticket to come willingly as a participant?
3: Well, we have some great acts playing. We have a ceremonial unveiling, and we really have a great party all night long. And, and as I said, you know, hopefully nobody comes and tries to, to, to mess it up. CNN will be documenting everything. It'll just be a great time. It'll be a good night, and it, it will be uh, one for the history books, apparently. Uh, our opposition has insisted on that, so, yeah. you know, uh,
2: hey, you want to see how it actually that. happens yeah.
3: and goes down. I, I encourage you to be there. Well, well, that I, seems I, to
2: add a level of safety, knowing that, you know, and having it out there that CNN's going to have their cameras rolling, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, Right. And, and, uh, you know, I've discussed this with CNN, too. You know, I I told them whatever happens, because one thing we learned in in Boston, even with the black Mass thing, is it's not it's not outside the realm of possibility that uh, the local officials will get involved and try to find some pretext to shut us down. You know, and I think they're a lot less likely to do that when uh, Lisa Ling is there and the cameras are rolling and they know that this is all documented for the world
6: to see. Has anybody from the government actually made that intimation? Has anybody... No,
3: but nobody did in Boston either. But after the fact, we were hearing these reports that uh, the venue that pulled out on us after Harvard um, did so because they were threatened by local officials when it came to things like liquor licensing or inspections and that type of thing. I mean... I haven't gotten confirmation on it, but the r- rumor from people who worked there was that there were serious threats to really uh, uh, mess with the venue thereafter.
4: Uh, it, so you, government bullying, basically. Yeah. So
2: are, are, are we to believe that Bert from Bert's Warehouse uh, can't read? Or that he doesn't believe that such a thing that a scanner exists, because I, I noticed that you had posted the uh, the rental deposit for the for the event for Bert's warehouse, and he had claimed that he didn't know that it was a satanic event, and he thought that it was a regular church. And I mean, it's it, it's plain as fucking day on the receipt, man. It's it's like plain as fucking day.
3: Yeah, I, I think he was just saying that to to bring the uh, bring any heat off of off of him. Which you know, it's bad enough that he backed out on a contract, and it's bad enough that we had discussed the uh, the high potential for controversy and the fact that we discussed uh, you know the the. The very nature of the event itself and we were very transparent on it on everything and then to back out of the event as soon as there's a, a bit of heat you know that's bad enough but then to come forward and say that he had no idea that this was uh, satanic or that the monument was involved or anything like that it it, it puts forward this idea that we were in, in, involved in fraudulent business practice, you know, it puts forward this idea that we came at him and misrepresented themselves, which is completely untrue, and you know, which was something I wanted to disabuse people of immediately. But and you know, th- that's when you saw that I provided the contract itself to uh, outlets like the Friendly Atheist and uh, and the Associated Press. And um, what's worse for Bert is it turns out that you know now he's quoted in the Associated Press. Saying that um, he turned us down because of the satanic element, that he turned down our event or back out of his contract because we're Satanists. And uh, uh, it was pointed out to me by a lawyer from the Freedom From Religion Foundation that there's a statute uh, very clear in Michigan yeah. law that a, a place of public accommodation like that uh, cannot do that. That it's against the law for them to discriminate oh, yeah, he against di- he discriminated
4: on, basis on the religion. basis of your religious faith. That, like, goes right to our yeah. Constitution. Yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> exactly kind <laughs> of what you're talking about. Straight up Constitution, man. That's, that's, yeah. Are you going to take
1: legal
6: action <laughs> yeah, against
2: Burns? Immediately... <laughs> <laughs> the question is, or
1: <laughs> even uh, uh, Civil Rights Act, uh, yeah, are you going to sue stuff? them
2: for uh, mm-hmm. for? Uh, uh uh, depriving you of your civil rights yeah.
3: well I, i've got a good friend now in the freedom from religion foundation who works with us on a lot of on a lot of things and this one is the one he was saying that he would love to litigate but um he's not he can't he's he's not able to practice in michigan so he's been looking for lawyers for us in michigan because he feels like this is just kind of a home run case and we, we've lawyer. lost serious money we've 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 lost serious money from from birds backing out and uh we feel we should be compensated
6: he can practice here if a lawyer will sponsor him what's that he can practice here if a lawyer will sponsor with a sponsor him it's called a pro hoc yeah
3: yeah i uh, co-counsel i guess yes Would you just, be, are you an, are you an esquire are you willing uh, to be co-counsel
6: i am an esquire yes
3: well l- let us speak <laughs> <laughs> email me after this Uh, outstanding (laughs) Uh, yes outstanding indeed i would love to know Uh, that i'm not losing major amounts of money on this i'm willing to have the conversation a difference
4: is there anything you want to say to people like that you haven't been able to say in any other interviews i mean that you haven't might have already said now but you know is there something you want to throw out there to people like any words of wisdom or inspiration or fuck you or whatever no (laughs) <laughs> okay. Outstanding!
2: Awesome. All right, all right. So, so to recap, you've still got a dog in the fight in Oklahoma. Statue might go there. If it doesn't go there, it might go to Arkansas. Yeah, uh, you're suing on reproductive rights in Missouri, and you've got a case opening in Indiana.
1: And a rally in Detroit Correct. this weekend. You've
2: got a you've got a party going on in Detroit this weekend, and CNN's there's going to be a giant, controversial, heavy statue there that will not burn. But 950 actually, degrees, right. people. It's called science. Every kid knows this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Well, well, they show up with a suddenly. And, and, and you'll see the hour-long documentary about us on CNN in October.
2: And you're and you're talking with CNN or NPR tomorrow. What was the deal? Both.
3: Both? I've got uh, NPR Ooh. in the morning and CNN uh, in the afternoon.
2: Is is that going to be Morning Edition?
3: Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But they uh, NPR wants to talk to me for a while, so um, it's probably going to be something that takes them a little while to edit. Right. You know, I've done NPR before. And I'm, I'm sure it's not going to be a live interview. All things but, considered, um, but I don't know. Yeah, check out our check out our social media. I post the good pieces, and the NPR pieces are usually really good. So at Satanic know, Psalms on, on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Yeah, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Satanic Psalms on Twitter, and you know we're the Satanic Temple on Facebook. So do you, do you have
4: we, a favorite? Slayer record? Is there a. <laughs> Are you a King Diamond fan? Are you a King Diamond? Well, I, I was wondering if I could
5: ask a, a personal question. Maybe there's no easier answer for this, but how did you come to be involved with the Satanic Temple in the first place?
3: I, you know, I've had an interest in Satanism for a long time, and really it roots back to, you know, latching on to those Satanic panic claims that we would hear when we were kids, and then later on just seeking out to find out what the truth of it is. And then debunking all of these notions to myself and then finding out what really is the appeal what's the draw to satanism what was i feeling about it even though i didn't embrace supernaturalism you know and so it was a long process up until coming to the satanic temple and like i said like at the beginning it wasn't something i imagined that i would be sustaining myself you know uh have a part of to this degree actually running an organization all this time but putting the idea out there and understanding satanism and its various manifestations um but then from there you know it just really became obvious about how necessary this was and how nobody else was really going to do it um in the way we had envisioned it from the start unless we really took it up and 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 directed it the way we are so there you go (laughs) all
2: right (laughs) outstanding lucian greaves In in transit, on his way to Detroit for their event this weekend, going to draw some media attention, and a lot of people are really angry. Um, So I guess we should, we're going to. Yeah, and thank you. We're going to be talking about this all weekend, man. This is going to be great. And I I will be at the party. Gave us
1: a huge chunk of your time. Really, really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, anytime. You know,
3: feel free to check in with me and then uh, do any follow ups because I'll be around. Excellent.
4: Awesome. Cool.
3: And, uh, you know, email me about that co counsel thing, too.
1: Yes, sir.
4: The wink, sa- wink. TheSatanicTemple.
2: <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot Correct.com.
4: Yes. Donate yes. there, motherfuckers. TheSatanicTemple.com. Help pay for the shit It ain't cheap. Right. T-shirts for lawyers. If you love people. America, you'll you'll give the Satanic Temple money. If you really believe in freedom of
1: expression and personal liberty, you'll
4: give money. There you go. I plug your shit. Yeah.
2: Thanks a lot, man.
4: Hey, man, it's really good talking to you again. I'm I'm really uh, happy for you and your success.
3: Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you this weekend. Fantastic.
4: It'll be great.
0: Yes, sir.
3: All right, take care, sir. All
6: right,
1: thank, thank, you.
6: You. thank you. Bye. 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 Had to get that out of
1: your system (laughs) Had that chambered (laughs) Nice
5: Well that was a great interview Uh,
1: Lucian uh, Greaves Any
5: final thoughts on uh, Well that's why you are playing this song earlier (laughs) (laughs) Yes Make the connection
2: Hope everything will be (laughs) alright
1: Yeah he heard his message. They're not there to hurt nobody. Nope. They're just championing free expression. They're, he just wants what I scream about all the time. He yeah. just wants
4: fucking consistency. Right. He's a brave, brave man. He is. He's got a, a hell of a tool that he's using there as well to get people's attention. And I, I, can, I can appreciate that. It's, it's, you know, it's socially scary. So
6: It's socially, socially scary, but it's constitutionally correct. He's oh, got absolutely. a right to do this, and he's pursuing it. More
4: power to him. Well... You know, hopefully some people educate themselves more thoroughly about the Satanic Temple, which we all know isn't going (laughs) to happen. They (laughs) don't even read their own damn Bible. It's like
1: anything else, people. It's a set of ideals. Yeah.
4: And if you read the seven... Tenants. It's, it's... There's no golden there anywhere. I no, read no, that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, right. No, it's it's a it's a pretty decent read, and it's it's not a bad way to kind of look at things. I mean, it's you know?
2: it's it's a it's a pretty fucking cool statue. I mean, I don't it, know. There, it's you, a beautiful you, statue. You, you just can't look at a picture no. of that and then think it's like nine feet tall and and, I, yeah. uh, well, and not think it's a it's a pretty cool statue. Can I we look, go I, over the? the tenants I look forward to, to to sure, make, do you have them pulled up. I do. Uh, I do. Yeah. All right. Actually, uh, here, I've I've got one here that's. He's uh, he's got it pulled up. We can go around the room and take turns.
5: (laughs) Uh, The first one one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason.
1: That sounds awful.
5: How (laughs) How can you disagree with that? Second, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions.
1: Yep. And then kill all babies? Uh, yeah, I think
5: not yet. Oh, it's uh, only on number three here. One body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. This I libertarian yeah. uh, doctrine—like that's actually
4: doing something—the
5: yeah. <laughs> freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend, to willfully and unjustly. Offend encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego your own
2: so, so I can't throw anybody in a cobra pit right? without
5: <laughs> being called an asshole in the process beliefs should conform to our best scientific understanding in the world and this is probably my favorite one yeah. we should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit our beliefs
4: yeah. yeah I
5: like that one That is one of the That is probably my favorite Because uh, the people who do that are, are, Who do distort scientific facts For their own use Are some of the most dangerous people On this planet
2: currently Either that or they, they think They're finding Sasquatch somewhere <laughs> <laughs> well, Yeah, there are, there are both sides It's the Sam Squanch <laughs> Leads us to the next tenant: People are fallible
5: if we make a mistake, we should do our best to rectify it and resolve any
6: harm that may have been caused. You know, I think that's actually my favorite, simply yeah, because yeah. Uh, when, you, when you make a mistake, you're, you, you don't owe a debt to some magical man in the sky. You owe a debt nice. to the person you hurt. Yeah. And that's where you got to go to get atonement and fix it. I agree with that. Yeah, that's, that was... <laughs> Lastly, every tenant
5: is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice Should always prevail Over the written or spoken word
6: Yes
1: sir You never talked about killing a baby once
5: (laughs) Yeah A lot of this is like Okay so People take uh, the the Bible and try and extrapolate that into law. When this country was founded on the concept that they're running away from this rigid structure of people believing rules that were set 2,000 years ago, and understanding, too, in the construction of the Constitution that people change and have to adapt to societies change, and those who are resistant to change eventually crumble.
6: Nah, man. Well, not only that, you have to remember that um, religion has always been a use, a really useful tool to get people to drive a sword through someone else. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's
4: Hence pretty the much the whole holy war we got going on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know, that's I think like I think that like as America as a nation should be like, you know what? Yeah, we're we're not Christian, you know, so why are you fighting us? Yeah, there are many people that will argue that. Well,
5: so if you're are if, a Christian nation built on Christian principles, well, right.
6: no, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> they can
5: never, they can never tell me where it comes from.
1: Well,
6: especially you you since the Constitution. The you're
4: gonna do anything? Oh,
1: getting there. Yeah. Getting there, buddy. Sorry about that. I didn't. know.
6: Well, the Constitution actually says no religious tests for holding office. The right. founding fathers actually enacted, uh, kicked around the idea saying no religious people can hold office, but they actually changed their mind on that. So. Wow. No ordained ministers in, in office. Oh, but they said have... but they said that was anti democratic. Yeah, right.
4: that is. That is, yeah, that is. But the problem is is now we we just have salesmen here as <laughs> right. politicians that are well, selling us, Oh, we're Christian, we're good Christians. <laughs> Boy, we're yeah. gonna fight them <laughs> Satanists and then around the back they're just like, Okay, how can we make a buck off this? Like right. That that Senator Jason whatever the fuck his name is you know you know he's doing it for the press because he won't actually have you know conversation with Lucian.
6: I'm and, having a difficult time frequently telling trying to tell the difference between marketing and theology. Yeah. yeah. And politics. And politics. Well, yeah. You know, speaking of religion and politics,
5: people I don't think people realize how recent of a thing this. Uh, is. Yeah. And, right. Or uh, remember? Uh, I mean, Kennedy. They were like, oh, right. he's a Catholic. That's, he's like, can't let a Catholic a be president. Feel that he was I mean, public with his religion. Right. And that was a offensive to a lot of people. Right. And now you have to. There, I mean, we don't have an official test, but you do have to prove that you have some religious faith in you. Whether you attend church regularly or not, you have to believe in God to get elected in this country. Right. I don't believe that Obama believes in God. I think he's smarter than that. Yeah, I think so too. That goes all up the the
6: whole
4: secret. The secret.
5: (laughs) Right, but he has a minister, and he met with him when he was uh, (laughs) trying to get elected.
1: Hey, you know the, the part of the whole reason the Pilgrims got on the damn boat is they were being persecuted I fucking where they love were Iron at. Maiden.
4: I mean, come on, it's Iron Maiden. How can you not fucking love this band?
1: I can give you a 100 degrees. No, shut up. <laughs> we'll
4: start with the vocals. Oh, st- stop. Numbers oh, yeah. 1 through 10. <laughs> yeah.
2: Stop it. Stop
4: it. You're being such you a gotta fucking wear, snob. You got
2: to wear the tall <laughs> socks and put your foot up on the monitor. You know.
4: This is where our
1: age
2: difference comes
4: Make in ask. here, James. Oh, Make man, this is front
2: man I
1: mean, shit
4: right here, man. Not like
1: he's or something. Oh, I mean,
5: man.
4: It's, it's just not, not my bag. It's Bruce fucking Dickinson, man. <laughs> so what? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, man.
5: Oh, I'm not the like I the I <laughs> there. This is the guitar. Am I in Iron Maiden Room?
1: There.
4: Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's like, uh, Won't uh, happen again. I don't listen we're to we're, your Maiden, but I can. I can like I'm like singing it. this song in my head right now. It's like, yeah, terrible. F-
2: fuck yeah, it's, it's still going. I was Since about to rip it out. Hey, where's your
4: iconic metal album, <laughs> yeah, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's probably Green Day Dookie. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah <laughs> no, I mean that's it. <laughs> oh, I got a little ribbon on there. Give you a little yeah. ribbon there
5: iconic
2: metal album yeah wait, no i mean where's where's yours
4: Seventh son of a seven son it's uh, like I, I was like wow fucking metal is great but i don't know yeah whatever any I like, black sound I, like,
2: I like somewhere in time i'm liking. a minority it's pretty fucking. a lot of people don't like that record uh, fuck them
4: it's, it's it's i like it now there you go
1: there you go we'll hit all the i think we we'll hit all is the, this the is songs. this
4: the uh no we can keep going you even played it in king diamond yeah, it's or true. This <laughs> is heavy metal. We haven't right. even got to Judas Priest yet. <laughs> Wasn't that the
1: one that got the big you didn't went play to any trial? AC/DC?
4: Did yeah. you play A C D C Bells?
1: Not yet. No. Oh, we could
2: be here forever. Yeah, oh, right, oh, exactly. Jesus, yeah. That's no, like a sick. that's like a whole separate <laughs> thing.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys feel like the evil man, like do you guys feel like the evil is taking us over tonight since we talked to a real Satanist? Well we have a black cat. No. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. no, right, no, right. It's not fucking witchcraft. The guy you just heard the dude talk. It's a political like, organization. Exactly. He's making a point, right? And you know, it's all
1: about the philosophies, people. Right. It, take all the symbolism well, out well, of it. It's what's about great, the philosophies. Though? What's
4: great though is yeah, so you know, well, what's not great is the fact that people won't even take them serious. They won't even read those tenants. They won't like see them as a. As a political action group, you know,
6: but they don't. Most people don't even take their own Bible seriously because no, they don't right, know anything right. about the book. Well, hey, I mean. I,
4: I want to sing this song too. I'm like in my head. I can't even. <laughs> I'm like trying to talk. Like ah, I'm like in my car when I was 19. <laughs> well, well, right hey, here. look, if yeah.
2: if you're arguing court cases and you're winning, then yeah. you're getting shit done. Right. So it it doesn't right. matter what people think think about you know about the Satan in the equation. They're they're actually uh, getting stuff passed through. Really
4: the best way to look at it is like hail mcdonald's you know what i mean right. like really that's the best way to look at it it's their marketing plan i mean you know i see what they how they embody satan it's not really an embodiment it's just no. the ideal of you know anti-tyranny blah, blah. he already said all that crap so yeah. I'm not gonna regurgitate it. Well, thanks <laughs> for having us on man hey thanks for doing it thank you yeah. it's a pleasure
1: thurgood marshall mathers Rock and roll. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Hopefully
4: we can have you back sometime. I I would enjoy that. You could, uh, you know, educate us.
6: (laughs) I have stories. Say we actually have a
4: a legal expert. Yeah. (laughs) That would be awesome.
1: Fancy us. (laughs) Scott, a pleasure, as always. Praise Bob, people. Praise yeah. praise Bob. Every time Scott comes on it turns into a two parter. Yeah, right but, on. Maybe we yep. should get Scott his own show. I can on the remember network. this one yeah, that that,
2: we, we. that Weedsman podcast is a doozy. <laughs> I didn't know what I was walking into on that one. But you I've, didn't understood. you're like let's go to this guy's house Oh and do a yeah. Podcast, I dragged I, I, dra- I dragged this dude with me like uh I don't think I'm going to do this podcasty thing. Do you want to come cuz I know there's going to be a lot of microphones and he's been here 90 times sense so uh, so I'm glad I'm glad I can keep uh, bringing people by to add to your little talkie family yeah, yeah you know, and maybe You're we'll we'll get some yourself. more stuff going. Yeah. The best salesman yeah.
4: for for Christopher Media at this R- point. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I there's uh one Mister Robert Saint Mary's doing quite yeah, a, quite a true. great job, and proud true. of yeah. him are all of we. Thanks yes. Rob
4: Saint Mary of the projection. He has a golden you golden are, voice. You are a rock.
2: Star. Hey, a lot of people he might is hear a this. Sexy, sexy man. Yeah.
1: So, uh, well, we'll plug him real quick. Go to orbitbookdetroit.com because this might get a lot of downloads. That'd be rad. With the name oh, it's yeah. going to have on that. So at hypignition. Uh, Hypescreenprint.com.
2: Hypescreenprint.com. Hypescreenprint.com. Com. It's all right. Shit, it's all right. Hypescreenprint.com. We have uh, a lot of t-shirts uh, guaranteed to bum people out at a Walmart or some other establishment where they need to be bummed out. Like
4: Don't you that. have a Jesus <laughs> sucks shirt? No, that no. Away? I, I mean, did it go away?
2: I mean, it never really was. I think I made I made six of those. That was the most offensive T-shirt we could come up with without curse words <laughs> on it. And uh, actually, that's my. I think it's my wife's idea actually and bless her (laughs) but uh yeah you know she did sort of rightly say like we're not selling that online somebody might see it and just and just you know like it's like the problem that uh they run into somebody might see that and just poo-poo the rest of our our wacky stuff and they they, then they won't pick up the one that actually suits them so if any of them suit anybody i mean i'm i'm not really sure but yeah you can get them there i'm I'm
4: wearing one of your shirts right now uh you are. Yeah. Okay
1: yeah. guys, well thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening and we'll get you well at this point. This is okay, this is happening on Monday, so we'll see
0: you on Friday. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Okay. Thanks.